This is HPR episode 2463 entitled, Setting Up a 32-Bit Ubuntu Server. It is hosted by JWP and is about 13 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is, Repurpose a 32-Bit Small Form Factor Working Station. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. Good day, and welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is JWP, and uh, today I want to talk to you about a, a server that I built. Uh, I, I uh, had a, a old server and uh, at work, and I needed uh, uh, to do something new with it. And uh, so, what's the purpose? Uh, I had an old Windows backup workstation uh, at work, and I did a lot of backup with with it over the years. And it got to a point where it was too slow and low spec to handle Windows 7 updates. So what I would do is I would update it, and I'd come back a couple of days later and you know restart everything. And it just got to be too too much. And my company had switched to 365 uh, SharePoint and OneDrive, and with OneDrive I can keep all of uh, the backups that I would have normally kept in the um, in the 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 with the email there and also the over the course of the last uh, year uh, I think it went up to two uh, to two two a terabyte on the OneDrive and uh, three gigabytes or so on on uh, the Exchange server so I I didn't need to back up and keep and and do a search thing anymore and so uh and it had become dangerous because i dreaded to, to do the updates and uh and so um uh with such a low spec thing I, I was really tempted just to put it into the recycle bin at work uh, but uh, i i didn't really want to throw it away because a long time ago i had sprung for a 160 gigabyte hard drive uh, for my own money, and I know purchasing a hard drive for work, uh, but at the time, uh, it seemed like a really good idea, and it saved me a lot of time, and back then, there were just four gigabyte drives in it. I think at first, uh, at first, of course, it was running XP until XP didn't work anymore, and then I moved it to Windows 7, and um, and uh, it, it just got really, really slow. Um, and so... Uh, so my first problem I was pretty sure was that it was only 32-bit and uh, I wasn't exactly sure about how to, you know, how to figure that out. Uh, but I had to do some research the uh, first before I even figured it out. So it was, uh, um, there was no CentOS, which I would normally use, uh, or SUSE, both of which I use at work because they last a really long time. Uh, uh, SUSE and uh, 
CentOS both last eight years. Uh, and uh, so th that means that I just do it. And I could have went with Fedora, but I, again, I wanted a really long time of support. So it came down to Ubuntu 16.04, uh, Debian with the i386, or NetBSD with the i386 option um, that I could use long term. And I'm very comfortable with Ubuntu. And why why Ubuntu server versus Ubuntu desktop? And again, I didn't really, with one gigabyte of RAM, I really didn't want to run Unity with one gigabyte of RAM. And Mate was just not a long enough the support cycle uh, for me, three years. I, I don't want to set this up and I, I don't want to ever, ever, you know, have to try to figure out how to install anything again. I want the next time just to take it to the recycle bin and be done with it. Um, so the um, so it's a small form factor computer and so I carried it home and downloaded the 32-bit ISO and uh, I had a similar problem uh, with my Transmeta box it only boots from uh, CD so I had uh, but I, I had a built-in DVD in this little little machine already and it, it worked it worked and so to confirm that it was 32-bit like I thought I had to use the uname minus a and I had to look in the proc uh, the proc directory under the CPU uh, to see where it was and uh, and if it had a little I if it didn't have an I in it or L, L in it uh, the the um, um, it didn't uh, uh, it doesn't uh, work, uh, work 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 well and so the, the let's see what is it so you have to grep flags use the grep command grep flag slash proc slash CPU info and that's just a, a text file and you look for the LM and if it has LM is found then the output of the CPU is 64-bit if you don't see an LM or I386 or I486 or I586 uh, or I, I x86 output then it's a 32-bit 32-bit uh, uh, thing. So I didn't see the LM and I didn't see any of that other stuff. And then uh, uh, also the the if you use uname minus a, it'll have uh, uh, it'll show say quite clearly if it's 64-bit or not. Uh, just a simple uname minus a. And um, and I put the links in the in the show notes in the show notes for that. And uh, okay. And so then. So that so then I've got it and and uh, I was glad that I had it at home and I had a a really long weekend and I had a a ton of trouble. Uh, I don't have very good lamp skills in the moment and so uh, uh, I had a lot of trouble with getting own slash nextcloud built uh, both with snaps and a straight install and I broke the install several times. I couldn't get the it always seemed to come down to I couldn't get the SQL server uh, right no matter what I tried uh, and it seemed to be uh, a Ubuntu problem that uh, uh, was specific to Ubuntu with the Postgres and I, I couldn't get it right and so finally I just got frustrated and I gave up um, and so so I was like well what what, what can I do my, my skills and the Ubuntu in the moment I can't get it 
I can't get it right. And so I said, uh, um, so what what can I do right now? And what would be interesting and something that I know will work? And so what I did was I did a, a clean install again, and I did uh, I put an open SSH server in it. Uh, I installed tight uh, tight VNC server. I, I uh, got an XFCE4 uh, image on there, and uh, I put FFmpeg in there, and YouTube minus DL, and you get. Um, and I plan to only in the future play with snaps. So if the snap doesn't work, well then I just uninstall the snap and I try something else if I want to play with it. Um, I used a, a digital ocean. Uh, uh, article about how to put uh, VNC on Ubuntu and it, the article even though it was written in 2016 it's not 100% so uh, but it was close enough uh, you know close enough for me to do it and uh, what I recommend is that you not put the VNC server on the auto uh, on the auto load that you just SSH in and type uh, VNC server and then connect that way because I, I found that the memory usage was much higher if you had it auto start uh, if you if you had it if I had it auto start um, and if you have to kill it you have to kill it um, and why would I need it if I use YouTube DL well YouTube DL doesn't work with every site whereas if I use uh, UGit it gets every every data and then with FFmpeg I can transcode and since even though it's a slow old 32-bit uh, it's not a primary driver, and I can, I can with FFmpeg, I can transcode uh, all the video over time, no, no issue. And and there's a lot of USB ports on this thing, so I just put a stick in it, and it transfers everything over to the uh, stick, and I take it home, and uh, you know it's my entertainment for the weekend or uh, a learning block if I want. So what is this uh, YouTube um, uh, DL? Um, Okay, and it, it's a it's it's a YouTube DL is a command line program to download videos from YouTube.com and a few more sites. It requires a Python interpreter uh, two six two seven or three two, and it is not uh, platform specific. So it'll work on a Unix box, a Windows box, or Mac OS, and it's released to the public domain, which means you can modify it, redistribute it, use it however you like. Um, in the future, with this uh, machine. Uh, I really would really really like to get own cloud to work and uh, in another video another podcast uh, I'll make the choice between using own cloud with CentOS or using own cloud with Ubuntu but I've had a lot of trouble with my own cloud and Ubuntu and it could just be me that I'm not very good at Postgres or whatever and I'm gonna try my best to get it to work uh, with CentOS and and see if it'll work because it that's what it said is at the on the web page that it was primarily uh, that they recommended uh, Red Hat uh, server for it and uh, uh, for commercial applications and that the Red Hat was their primary uh, partner in commercial ventures. Now they have a lot of Raspberry Pi stuff too, so I may give that a try. Uh, um, so other possible. Uh, projects is this uh, uh, S-T-O-R-J uh, Storge thing and uh, so what, what it is is this you get uh, you sort of rent your storage on your disk drive 
to this cloud company and they have like block stain storage and they'll give you like some of their their searches uh, their, their currency and for letting you use part of your hard drive and uh, I listened to some other guys talking about it on the web and some of them off their 32-bit SD card we're getting like uh, $10 every three months off of that and so I I have uh, I don't know 100 100 gigabytes free on that little drive and so if I can get it through the firewall and uh, it's free power uh, I might I might give that a try just to mess around with that and see I also have to check with the HR and make sure that that it's it's okay with them uh, 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 probably it'd be okay uh, to learn anything I want to with it uh, as long as I don't make any money so I may have to just set it up and not uh, collect any any money from it uh, uh, just to see see how it works um, and uh, well that's that's really it uh, so I did that project and uh, I had a lot of trials and tribulations again with that that own cloud or, or next cloud server and um, uh, in particular with Ubuntu and 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 uh, I had a lot of uh, enjoyment with that uh, YouTube DL and FMMPEG thing and I think that that's gonna be really really good well uh, y'all have a great uh, day and uh, if you have any questions uh, you can reach me at jwp5 at hotmail.com uh, leave a comment uh, contribute a show um, thank you very much. Bye. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.